0: Thank you for coming to the uh, third annual uh, The Great American Scream Poetry Slam. I'm going to read my poem. (laughs) It's called Zombie Jamboree. Back to back. Belly to belly. I don't give a damn. I done dead already. Back to back. Belly to belly. At the zombie jamboree. (laughs) Thank now, you. <laughs> your the,
1: the the semblance of this bit coming from the fact that you don't know this song. <laughs> I have no idea what the song is. It's a great Calypso song with an excellent cover by Harry Belafonte, and it's a very underrated Halloween song. Alright, well Hello, everyone, and welcome yeah. to
0: the Great American Scream. My name is Devin Wright.
1: Uh, my name is Adam O'Connell, and you know now that it is it is in the spooky season, I've started listening to that song again. Started thinking about zombie. You know, there's a couple things going on in my life right now: the spooky uh-huh. season, zombies in general, but also I. So I've been playing a lot of the Ring Fit Adventure. I've been toning, Are, do, toning and do them. zombies factor into that? No, but I, I when I began playing that, I realized that I to have no motivation to exercise unless there's achievements involved. So Ooh, okay. th-
0: there's uh, some would some would say that achieving a body with which uh, no, you no, feel healthier no, is no, its own achievement. No,
1: I need a medal. No. Oh okay. <laughs> um but Wait, I, you don't
0: need a physical whoa, 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 whoa. you don't need a physical medal. You no, need a little, I just need, you need a digital medal. I need
1: the little ding noise that I've done the thing. But um so there's this great app that's a running app called Zombies Run. Uh, that it yes. kind of blew up a couple years ago and isn't as popular anymore, but I started using it. And like my whole philosophy used to be I will only run if there's something chasing me. I hated running. And now since uh-huh. March, I have run two 10Ks and I run like between five and 10 miles a week. Adam. I know outside of
0: the podcast that's so great that's I know. so
1: cool um but because this app it's kind of like a um it's a it's a narrative like a story app that goes on as you run so you right. have to outrun zombies chasing you the more you run the more parts of the story you unlock uh it's it's like this is not an advertisement i just genuinely enjoy this app so much and it literally like Turned me from someone who hates running into somebody who runs almost every day.
0: I really would like to call attention to the fact that you, Adam, my good friend, whom yeah. I love very much and have known for a long time, deci- decided during a global pandemic that the way that you were going to start running was to live in a zombie fantasy world. Yeah. While while probably for a bit wearing your mask while running. Before realizing that you live in the suburbs where like Yeah, I, you can I be run on a nature trail.
1: I always keep my mask with me when I'm running. When I'm by myself and I don't see anybody, I'm not wearing the mask. But whenever yeah. somebody comes into my sightline, line, I pop it on.
0: Yeah. Um always that makes be sense. safe. But yeah. Fauci says that you're that he doesn't wear his mask when he goes for his morning run. So
1: in a way, I'm cooler than Dr. Fauci. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he also uses zombie run. Yeah. <laughs> Actually um, running through the streets of DC.
1: But so it's funny that you bring up uh, running to a zombies app during a global pandemic. You know, everybody has their own ways of coping. But I've been thinking a lot about zombies and zombie movies because, like, in general, apocalypse movies and movies about the world's ending scare me and I don't like watching them. But zombie movies I adore, which mm-hmm. usually are about the apocalypse of the world ending. But zombie movies have always been super attractive and super popular to Americans. Americans love zombie yeah. movies. It's one of my favorite horror subgenres, and there have been at least 55 zombie movies released since 2014. That's like nine movies a year. That's too many. Yeah. So they're still very popular, and I think I would like to explore uh, where zombie movies come from and why Americans are so obsessed with them.
0: Yeah, I'm totally with you. I'm excited. I would like to couch this. I don't read your outlines beforehand, so Mm -hmm. I, I might be chomping your bit that's a okay bit, you can, yeah you're good but i have some questions okay so like i i'm pretty sure like a lot of the love of zombies of americans is like the weird doomsday cultness of american culture and the like doomsday prepper genre of people mm-hmm. that love to act as though they would be great in an apocalypse but then you know a national pandemic starts and they immediately have their guns out yeah but I have a question for you not related to that, okay. which is I love zombies. I love zombie films. Are fast zombies zombies?
1: Um oh, do you want me to answer that or do you want this answer to unravel as we no, discuss? I
0: want no outside of the podcast. Okay. <laughs> Pause the podcast. Do you, Adam, there's a right answer and a wrong answer. And if you get the wrong answer, you're no longer friends with Devin Wright. Are fast zombies zombies? Fast zombies are zombies. Oh, no. No, because
1: you know where fast zombies were invented? Resident Evil, gamer.
0: Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, that was a bad thing they did. (laughs) Okay, we're going to talk about it more. Don't worry.
1: But so we have to start far before Resident Evil. We have to go back
0: way back. back. Let's go back. House of the Dead. Back further. Oh, okay. Um, uh, (laughs) I don't have any more. I don't have any more. Yeah, that's Uh, fair. Pong. Yeah.
1: So our idea of what a zombie is, this kind of like contemporary American idea of this anthropomorphized or brought back to life undead uh, actually started in Haitian rural folklore, um, although this version is quite different from the one that we know today. So Haitian zombies, spelled Z-O-M-B-I, it usually referred to a dead person. Brought back to life by necromancy in order to serve, um, a Haitian sorcerer or witch for hire, as it uh, were, in this kind of like subculture of Voodoo, uh, who is said to practice both good and evil. They kind of have their hand in in both, um, which is why Phaeonic they're kind of a neutral. source. Yeah, they, which is why they're kind of a a sorcerer for hire, as they um, that like it, with for the right yeah. price. You know, it's a
0: pandemic. We have high unemployment. If you can be a sorcerer or a witch for hire, like, do it.
1: Yeah. Cash that check. So these the idea of this zombie was kind of brought back from the dead to uh, serve this witch or this sorcerer as kind of like a like a mindless servant, as it were. Um, Usually somebody that was already dead, but also you could turn a living person into a zombie. And there's also there's an actual like science and and plants and drugs that kind right. of produces effect that we're not really going to talk about. Cause it's, we're kind of more here to talk about like zombie film and culture, but it is yeah. very interesting. Um, yes. If
0: it's and interesting. there was, there, there is a link even today. Americans have not forgotten the Haitian link to zombies because, mm-hmm. and we could do a whole nother podcast. We wouldn't be qualified as right, to, exactly. uh, white men, but there is such a, a interesting place that Haiti as a country specifically occupies in, uh, Histiography and like the fact that it was the one like successful slave revolt that resulted in a black democracy that the rest of the world was like no stop that
1: yeah so many of our favorite horror tropes come from misconceptions about voodoo
0: right and even today I, I remember an internet hoax a few years ago about the idea of like Haitian zombies are actually real and it mm-hmm. was linked to this these drugs and and different herbs that we won't be talking about. But yeah, just but, to remember that we actually have not forgotten these roots as much as sometimes we think.
1: Yeah. National Geographic did a great, uh, and Vice as well, did two great series on... Um contemporary Haitian voodoo and how they relate to zombies if you want to check them out they're all on YouTube Um, but so there's also besides this kind of reanimated living dead person there's also the zombie astral which is the incorporeal human soul that is separated from that revived body therefore every zombie is missing half of its full self and that's what makes it a zombie either missing the flesh hearts I guess. It's like in
0: Kingdom Hearts, the, the zombie astral is the is the becomes a heartless and then the okay. zombie becomes okay. a nobody.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: And then 18 hours later, Mickey doesn't have his shirt on for some reason <laughs> and everything okay. starts to go really wacky.
1: So in the 20th century, especially while the U.S. was occupying Haiti from 1915 to 1934, um, several case histories of zombies began to emerge. And this is where the concept really got introduced to Americans, introduced and then further misconstrued because Americans, Americans. colonized and came in and screwed Americans everything be up. Americans being and,
0: racist. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so it's truly just one part of voodoo, one very small part of voodoo. Um, and it is even considered in itself to be taboo within the religion. So this is less like voodoo dolls where it's kind of this weird American adventure. This is actually a part of a lot of forms of voodoo, but it is considered taboo Taboo. in a lot of parts as well. Um, but voodoo is not the only place we get our idea of a zombie from. Um, another big kind of, uh, Inspiration for the reanimated dead was Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. In Hero
0: 1818. of the podcast, both Mary Shelley and Frankenstein. Yeah, not monster. the doctor, We don't like Frankenstein the monster. so much. Yeah, Fra- <laughs> um, Doctor Frankenstein is an enemy of the podcast. Yeah. Frankenstein's monster is a ally yeah, uh, yeah. of the podcast.
1: Uh, the novel, uh, which was written in eighteen eighteen, introduced the idea of the dead being resurrected through scientific practices rather than the mystic arts or whatever. Um, so mm. this is kind of where we get the idea of reanimation as a science. Which again has roots in, in actual science and actual people trying to actually reanimate the dead. Um, right, which is but where still a lot has, of,
0: Yeah, but still has that like mystical science yeah, aspect. Yeah, in the book, it.
1: it's kind of like still magic, science yeah. and alchemy or something.
0: Yeah, it's sci fi.
1: Yeah, she invented it. <laughs> Who she would did. have thought?
0: She did that.
1: Yeah. This would also uh, later influence H.P. Lovescraft's Herbert West Reanimator in 1921, which I think is my favorite. Uh, Lovecraft short story, um, hmm. which kind of helped define zombies in pop culture. Although, in Reanimator, if you haven't read it or if you've seen the amazing movie, which is one of my favorite horror movies, they're not referred to as zombies, nor do we kind of clock them as zombies, but they are. They're the reanimated, decomposing dead that attack the living, which is kind of yeah. their thing, and but. I- Yeah. They never call them zombies.
0: Right. And on the line of uh, talking about Haitian uh, voodoo influences and therefore racial influences, Mm -hmm. H.P. Lovecraft.
1: Sucks. Noted,
0: (laughs) noted racist. Yeah. Uses those same influences to define horror uh, tropes.
1: Yeah. So we actually we started to see uh, zombies appear in film as early as horror film began in the 1930s. Um, Because they
0: love to do the makeup. Yeah, Anybody I who mean, does zombie horror makeup, makeup is like, I can do zombie. Zombie's can fun. Duty zombie.
1: <laughs> zombie makeup is really fun because it can be literally whatever you want. Yeah. Like, there's no rule. And oh. I always, like, not to go on a tangent whenever I do special effects makeup, I always like to make sure when I do a zombie that it's very clear how this zombie
0: died. Ooh, that's also That's very good. It's fun. We, it, it, that probably comes from our haunted house. Yeah, I mean, yeah. background but. of, like, you need a story.
1: <laughs> yeah, but so um, one of the first... Uh, zombie films that we kind of consider to be of the zombie genre is 1932's white zombie which was created pre-code and independently produced so it's i buck love wild. the phrase
0: pre-code <laughs> like we all know pre-haze code for anybody yeah. who hasn't listened to our amazing episode about horror film and all that
1: yeah and multiple uh, episodes queer so culture that. yeah I mean we talk yeah. about Hayes Code all the time but um, yeah. so which means since it's free code and independently produced that means it's buck wild but also like honestly, it's not a very good movie but it was a very early introduction of zombies into the film world the whole thing is on YouTube but honestly, I think we can leave this one in the past yeah like especially because it does the same like voodoo is demonic slash bad trope. Right. Like we can le- like we can acknowledge that White Zombie was the first zombie movie and then just leave it there. You can watch it if you want. It's all on YouTube. It's
0: yeah. We can use it as a footnote and then move on. Yeah. The, I Ezra and I uh, the other night watched an episode of The Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find that when we when we're talking about old movies on this podcast, I'm always like, oh, I should go back and rewatch that. And then I realized that nobody knew what the hell they were doing. They're all bad films. <laughs> yeah. And all the acting is so horrible. We watched my favorite episode of The Twilight Zone, which has formed so much of my opinions about the way we tell stories, which is uh, Time Enough at Last. Oh, yeah. yeah, uh, It's a good one. Mr. Henry Bemis, who's my true dream role. And the acting is just so bad. <laughs> there was a Jeopardy
1: clue the other day about the monsters who do on Maple Street, which is my favorite episode of the Twilight Zone. Uh, you know, I watched that episode,
0: uh Time Enough at Last and the the plane, the uh, with the thing on the wing. On the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh in seventh grade. For some reason <laughs> yeah, my We teacher watched the showed Monsters who do on
1: Maple Street in middle school as well.
0: Yeah, I don't know why, but like to me, <laughs> like Time Enough at Last to see this before I had read anything other than like happy ending. Kind of media Mm. to be shown this episode of a TV show that ends very dark (laughs) before Shakespeare, before any other tragedy I saw time enough at last. And I was like, stories can just end.
1: Yeah, it's like.
0: So good. Anyway.
1: Yeah, but so back to White Zombie. Um, White Zombie is uh about a quote evil voodoo master played by Bella Lugosi oh. who turns a woman into a zombie. Uh she's described as being neither alive nor dead. So more akin to the idea of a voodoo zombie than the reanimated dead that we know today. As zombies mm-hmm. kind of started out, like I said, being transformed from an alive person to a zombie as opposed to a dead person.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah. So when we talk about <laughs> zombies. Like in these early times, it is not this person has died. OK, resurrect yeah. them.
1: It's kind of like a, a hypnosis sort of eternal servitude. They can't think for themselves
0: or or control right. their own whatever. Kind of. Which which definitely still exists today when we talk about somebody becoming a mindless zombie.
1: Yeah, that's true. But in the in the film genre, we don't think of that as zombies. We call it like hypnosis or mind control or whatever. Right
0: zombie is used as a synonym for another word that's used as the main word.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Which
0: we can talk about as kind of like mindless slave is used. Mindless mm -hmm. zombie are used synonymously. Mm -hmm. Everything is political (laughs) and related to race. Um, When we
1: get to 1943, we also have I Walked with a Zombie, which is similar in concept. Um, We start to deviate from this when we get to 1959. One of... (laughs) The greatest movies ever produced, Plan Nine from Outer Space, uh, I, directed by the iconic Ed Wood. They are referred to as ghouls in this movie. Now, if you haven't seen Plan Nine from Outer Space, either add first it of to all, your band name, band name called
0: it Plan Nine it, from Outer Space.
1: Add it to your spooky season watch list, or just stop the podcast right now and go watch it. We'll, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll be here. We'll, we'll be here. The whole thing is on YouTube. You can watch the whole thing. It, Plan Nine from Outer Space is about aliens trying to stop humans from creating a doomsday weapon that could destroy the universe. So they implement Plan 9, which resurrects the dead in order to terrorize human beings into listening to them.
0: Ah, this is it's actually the first time that Palpatine has ever shown up in a piece of (laughs) media and he goes, execute Plan 9.
1: Yeah. It also, quote, stars Bela Lugosi, even though he died before they started filming they use like B they use like B-roll footage of him from other movies
0: or other stuff that he shot for Ed Wood and just splice it in. He is a zombie. Meta-narrative. Yeah. Art is imitates life, imitates art.
1: Oh my god. It's the worst movie ever made. Please watch it or at least watch the trailer. The trailer's so I just, good.
0: I want to know. I want a documentary about Plan 9 from Outer Space. But it's just a bunch of people not involved with Plan 9 for Outer Space, but that are obsessed with it, and we just make a documentary of them talking about everything they yeah. know about who's, it. You know? who's
1: gonna nut up and make a remake? Oh, is I have me? I have
0: all the. It's you. <laughs> I'll I have do it. all the time in the world for any piece of media that has ghouls as a <laughs> as an unironic implementation. Also, the leading lady is billed as Vampira.
1: Like they say, like starring oh. this actor and also Vampira. <laughs>
0: Wait, they don't give the no. Like, her name is Vampira. The, act- <laughs> the actress's name is Vampira. She doesn't yeah. play a vampire in the film. So, like that's just her name.
1: I actually that's think this actress name.
0: went by vampire in a lot of other films because yes. she kind of
1: was an early version of this like Elvira, uh, like Lady of the the Elvira the night. Vampira. Yeah, um, I think she was in other movies as Vampira, but she literally just appears like as herself as a zombie as Vampira. <laughs>
0: oh,
1: so. As you can see, uh, zombies were different in the old times. Um right. so how do we get
0: to, to the real d- zombies, then d- we get to zombie dad, my zombie dad, your zombie dad, everybody's <laughs> zombie dad, George Romero. Yes, he exactly. Knows he knows what's up, Adam. He doesn't think that fast zombies are zombies.
1: Well, okay. So here's the thing about George Romero. George <laughs> the we owe so much of this zombie to Romero. They're called Romero zombies. Like, that's what they are.
0: I just call them zombies They, lent,
1: they lend themselves almost entirely to uh, 1968's Night of the Living Dead, uh, which is also all on YouTube.
0: Yeah, you can just watch the whole
1: thing. <laughs> yeah. This movie is so, like, insanely culturally significant to the zombie film, horror film, just film in general. So, according to Romero, this kind of zombie, this, like, shambling moaning groaning ghoulish gray flesh-eating zombie was achieved by blending the zombie with the vampire so interesting because before this zombies eating like human flesh or feeding on humans wasn't really a thing
0: right and uh, like what i appreciate about romero's specific blending of different ideas to like create this new monster Mm -hmm. in the modern zombie is that it does take. Zombies away from a lot of their problematic roots and just like couches them as this is a new thing and we're like setting it here, which I think yeah. is, is um, good. And
1: they became so much bloodier and associated with gore and feeding on human flesh. Because if you think about Hell it yeah. now, zombie movies are some of the goriest of the horror genre. And this is kind of one that started. Although compared to zombie movies today, Night of the Living Dead is nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like life, as a Night film, it's living... amazing,
1: but the gore is not that bad.
0: Yeah. Night of, Night of the Living Dead, like, that's like a good entrance level horror movie for like a <laughs> for like a kid. You know, the kid, kid, yeah. mo- kid movie. Well,
1: interesting that you say that, because at the time, this was one of the scariest horror movies ever made. Um, And this is actually also around the time when horror films were starting to be deemed generally not suitable for children. Because like nah. before we had like official film ratings and stuff, like everyone went to the movie theater. You brought whatever was right. playing. You brought everybody. If everybody it was on came. the screen. Yeah. Yeah, because also they would play the stuff like the newsreels and the cartoons and whatever. So everyone would go to the movie theater. But now we start to get movies like this where kids will walk in and be like, I know what movies are and then watch this and like have nightmares for weeks because it was too scary. So we start to decide that, hey, maybe we should start making sure kids don't see some of these movies.
0: Nah, nah. (laughs) Hey, Scott, if you're listening, actually, my nephew is probably he's old enough that he probably has watched other scarier movies. But if If my nephew has not watched Night of the Living Dead, watch that movie. Yeah. I'm going to get a text from my sister. It's like, your nephew... uh, We just caught your nephew watching Night of the Living Dead apropos of nothing. Did you? Did you do something?
1: (laughs) So... Uh, This is also a film where zombies were used not just for kind of like their own sake, but as a vehicle to criticize real world social ills such as government ineptitude, bioengineering, slavery, green exploitation, while kind of indulging these like post-apocalyptic fantasy because we're starting to get into, you know, a, a very much a turning point in American social and political culture. Obviously, our films start reflecting that. So yeah. zombies were very easily used to represent literally like a mindless horde or followers.
0: Right. And it's almost it's really interesting how, like you said, how insanely significant this film and Romero zombies are to film culture in general, because how many times have we talked about one of the inherent problems with horror film being that they at one point artistically try to uh, represent societal ills or critique them or commentate about them while also being a societal ill through stuff like exploitation and gore and like Romero zombie movies did the same thing they literally started that yeah absolutely by using zombies as this uh, vehicle while also being kind of bad like bad in terms of like semiotics and stuff although what you say in a sec. It's a little bit different. but
1: Well, yeah, because this film was not only hugely controversial for its gore and its terror, but for having a black protagonist in a film of mostly white actors, which really hadn't been done before or generally wasn't done. And that's why it's so influential to film as a genre as well. Yeah. Especially the way we talk about kind of like black characters in horror movies today, especially like this was revolutionary for its time. And uh, there went on to be six movies in The Living Dead franchise. I use the term franchise very loosely because they're not all connected and they're kind of separated, but they're all made by George A. Romero. So Night of the uh, Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Land of the Dead, Diary of the Dead, and Survival of the Dead.
0: And uh, War for the Planet of the Apes, (laughs) Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Return of the Planet of the (laughs) Apes.
1: survival was the most recent one it came out in 2009 which i think people pro- probably came out and people probably didn't associate it with night of the living dead
0: right and i think there's a new director's cut of one of them coming out oh soon. that's exciting i imagine yeah. it's one of the first like three or something i think it is the original oh I believe. Cool.
1: Yeah, they were pretty much the most notable and successful zombie films until the early 2000s. As after these movies, the genre started to face a decline in popularity, with a couple exceptions, as we start to see the rise of slasher movies and stuff right. in the 80s. And we
0: started to see like twists on zombies rather than zombies. Yeah. Like so because the, yeah. they kind of got played out.
1: There's a couple of exceptions, so like the Evil Dead series, uh, although it's about demonic possession. It does feature using necromancy to raise the living dead. So yeah, and like like
0: using a, a, even a titling sequence like the Evil Dead is evoking Night yeah. of the Living Dead, blah, blah,
1: blah. Um, and also Reanimator, which we talked about earlier, which came out in 1985, loosely based off the H.P. Lovecraft story, but kind of does its own thing. Like it's it's is similar in concept and the names of the characters but after that it kind of goes off the rails. Um it's probably the most successful quote zombie film of this slasher era. Although they they also differed from Romero zombies as they did not feast on the living flesh, but other than that they were pretty similar. It nearly outperformed Day of the Dead, which came out the same year. Ah. So those two are kind of the most popular. It's also just one of my favorite horror movies. It's kind of gross in like multiple senses of the word gross, but it's yeah. insanely campy and really well done and a lot of fun. Um so give it a watch if you're interested, but it is quite gory and a little gross. So
0: we already recommended uh, Terrifier. So we yeah. <laughs> we've already set the
1: bar for gore so high. Yeah. Um, so zombies also kind of had a revival in Japanese horror in the late 90s, especially in video games, uh, thanks to the release of the first Resident Evil game in 1996. Um, it would inspire other games like Versus, Wild Zero and Junk, which I've never heard of any of those. Junk. I just put them in the outline.
0: <laughs> uh, Wild Zero is pretty good. The other two. Meh.
1: OK, yeah. <laughs> um, so Resident Evil kind of launched a uh, uh, a revival In Japanese horror specifically, which Japanese horror tends to have an influence on late 90s, early 2000s American horror, because we start to see remakes of movies like The Ring and The Grudge and stuff. The Japanese version, always better,
0: but. (laughs) Always, literally always. gives it its best shot anyway.
1: Yeah. Um, So because zombies were now the villains of video games, we start to see this like action zombie uh, that we see a lot of today compared to more of the hulking zombies we see in Romero films let's
0: let's get into it I'm putting on my gloves Uh, so the original Resident Evil the reason why when we talk about it today it succeeded so much as a horror video game was because it wasn't just because of its use of zombies but also because of its use of specific video game things that could enhance horror things like the uh, selective control being taken away from the character in like the way the doors opened and stuff and the way the camera was placed. But in terms of uh, zombies, when when designing the actual like villains antagonists of the game being these zombies, they actually were pretty traditional George Romero zombies uh, for Resident Evil one, two and arguably three. Then Resident Evil four, which is considered the first not pure horror Resident Evil game. Resident Evil four is an action game which happens to star zombies. So what they did was because it was an action game in which the player was very powerful and uh, from the start, really, and had tons of guns and and all these different tools to dispatch zombies, slow meandering hordes of zombies are not as scary. So they sped them up. In my opinion, that is not a zombie because I, I think what zombies achieve in terms of horror is being... They are at one, an individual threat and also a group threat, but they are tireless. That is what it it is to get get into really weird ideas (laughs) of zombies that I have. So the reasons that like humans could uh, exist as hunters when we like started was because we could like a gazelle could like run away from us like really fast for a little bit. But eventually, if we just walk after things, they will tire out and we can kill them. The reason why humans could succeed as hunters was because we could just, we had more stamina and less like bursts of speed the way most uh, animals do. Zombies take that very human thing, this stamina, this tirelessness, this perseverance, and twist it to become a thing of horror, that they are even more persistent than us, that even in death, zombies can rise back up and be tireless and never ending both as individuals and as a group. That's why I think zombies are scary and why Resident Evil 4 sucks.
1: <laughs> well okay, yeah, that's I think that's all entirely fair and I think my thing is I don't mind this like powerful action zombie as the villain of a video game because yeah it makes it the game. I am not a, as big of a fan of them in movies because then it just kind of turns the movie into an action movie and I'm not right. an action movie person. Um yeah. so I think Different zombies for hey, different strokes for different folks. Different, different zombies, zombies for, for different,
0: different bom- yeah. I couldn't either. Bomb people, um, yeah. <laughs> like and and to me, I don't have a problem with fast zombies. I just think they're different. They're like fully yeah. different creatures. Okay, because also like, what is the narrative explanation for why they are able to act? superhuman when they are just humans yeah Uh, when they're reanimated humans which i think the narrative justification in certain places is good like i think in like left for dead uh which is a very good fast zombie media franchise like they have reasons because it's like mm -hmm. a virus that was like engineered and stuff so then you have reasons but when it's just like world war z and it's like yeah in the movie they just like pile up and can like (laughs) like climb the west wall in jerusalem (laughs) it's a crazy scene in that movie yeah
1: um but uh it's interesting that you say that because when we start to get at like kind of modern zombies with um zombies being the result of a virus it's more kind of a modern invention that's an easy way for a creator an author a writer a director to kind of Mold zombies in the way that they want because they can go oh like well the z- virus makes them x y and z so they can do this. Right. What I've heard as a justification is that mostly like the reason that they 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 are able to do this is because since they're dead they don't have the signals telling them they're like their
0: legs are right. tired or yeah the or, inhibitors and, yeah. and it makes them more animalistic and they're mm-hmm. and like like you say feral yeah like I really like that but I think a lot of the times horror properties use zombies as shorthand. Okay. for whatever kind of, whatever kind of creature they were trying to create. And so like, just call them something else or like say, oh yeah, they're zombies, but, but a lot of the times they don't make that extra leap to be like, yeah, they're just like the zombies of old Romero films, but because this virus was XYZ, mm-hmm. this stuff happened. Okay. Uh, I just think a lot of the times they don't, they don't do enough work. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, so uh, with kind of the modern, this uh, action zombie, uh, we get movies like 28 Days Later in 2002. We also get Shaun of the Dead, which is more of the shambling oh, zombie than the
0: actual but, zombie. But yeah, and so good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Zombies get faster and smarter running instead of shambling. Uh, we get uh, stuff like Zombieland in 2009, which has action zombies, but I really, I love that movie.
0: I really like Zombieland. This is what I mean. If, if the, if obviously... Uh, a property can rise above the fact that they have fast <laughs> zombies. But if you have fast zombies, you're starting at a low point, which means that the stuff that I like that have fast zombies, probably it's real good. Really good. Shaun of the <laughs> Dead is great, even though there's not a lot of fast zombies. in
1: that. Uh, We also get World War Z in 2013, which is based off of the book, um, which I believe it's to not, this day... It's
0: not based off the book. If we can just say it's not. I haven't,
1: I haven't read the book. I have only seen the movie. <laughs>
0: the book is... Hey, this is Devin's book corner. Okay, go ahead. Read World War Z. It is one of the greatest uh, like horror, I guess. Horror adjacent books ever. It is not. It is literally all told after the zombies have like gone away. That's cool. And it is a journalist traveling the world interviewing people.
1: Oh, that's cool
0: zombie about the world of zombies it is i think i
1: didn't read the book because i assumed it was just the movie it is
0: nothing like the movie the movie is not an adaptation it just has the name
1: um i believe though it's still the highest grossing zombie movie of all time um we also get the walking dead in 2013 which is so so insanely popular had several years at halloween horror nights dedicated to it um yeah i This is Adam's TV corner. I really wanted to like The Walking Dead, but then I found, like, when I started watching it, I found that it was, like, more about, like, the interpersonal drama and not the zombies. And I was there for the zombies. I I
0: can't get into this. There's not enough zombies. No.
1: Also, towards the end of, like, the aughts, we start to get the idea of this sympathetic humanized zombie, which I think is kind of the next step up from the action zombie, is just giving yeah. them personalities. We it's, even get real just ma- people again. Yeah. <laughs> See, we've, we've been humanizing monsters since the Universal Classic Monsters, so it's natural that eventually we would do that to zombies. It just took yeah. a while, because zombies are yucky. So, movies like Warm Bodies in 2013, and then a shows like Zombie and in the flesh which in the flesh i had to because i was like i can't remember the name of the gay zombie show and i googled gay zombie show and it was in the flesh um (laughs) so they portray zombies as semi-functioning members of society with the capacity to think and feel as opposed to like mindless hosts for a virus or whatever um and that's kind of the most recent shift we've seen in zombie film and media
0: yeah it's an evolution of using zombies as a stand-in for for some kind of societal ill and it it creates zombieism as like a condition, like yeah. a and a thing that humanity again this this idea of like the individual threat of one zombie versus the existential threat of all zombies that uh, this evolution of making it so an individual human slash zombie can overcome zombieism the same way that most zombie films are about how humanity as a whole can overcome all of zombies.
1: Yeah. And I think that gets into kind of our, our original thesis question is why do Americans love zombies so much? Um yep. so zombies in fiction have always been tied to times of turbulence or turmoil in the United States politically and culturally. And uh, and socially in the 60s with Night of the Living Dead, it warned of the dangers of conformity. And then we kind of see a cultural revolution and and counterculture emerging from this. Um, And they're an extremely easy villain to project onto. They have no personality traits, no alignments that you we Americans we can. Call them whatever we want. We can project onto them right. whatever we want. And that's why I think they kind of saw another surge in popularity in post 9 11 America, because we can project, we can say they're whatever enemies we want. And the idea of a zombie apocalypse in fiction is so popular because we as humans know how vulnerable civilization is to the unexpected.
0: Right. right. LOL. And, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. LOL. Uh, I think, like you said, the the way that we can project any kind of enemy or ill onto zombies is both why it's been so popular and also why it can be emblematic of this problem in horror of being both a interesting social commentary while also being problematic in its pure existence and Mm -hmm. semiotics that kind of existence on screen of something like this, because it is not a good thing that zombies had such a big buy in after nine 11, because (laughs) this mindless unthinking followers became a stand-in for extremist Islam. That is not like a good thing. No, it's not. And it almost highlights the exact problem with a lot of art that attempts to be political in this time in the U.S. is that it tries to be neutral in a way that allows people on one side to project uh, their enemies onto it and allows the other side to do the same Without actually making a statement, mm-hmm. uh, which is why I think the spe- specificity of something like Night of the Living Dead talking about conformity in the 60s is really interesting. I think st- even stuff like Zombieland actually like creating an interesting commentary with zombies being specifically something that came for like all of civilization and all that's left is this one dude who wants a Twinkie, like this weird. <laughs> Consumerism, and you have a celebrity yeah. dressing up as a zombie. Kind they of, they tend uh, to get
1: aligned with consumerism a lot.
0: Yes, and I, I think that that is sometimes a a problem because it it allows people to write off consumerism as something that uh, takes over without the influence of like you know a capitalist that system yeah. that incentivizes consumerism. But with something like Zombieland, you also have, I almost said Bill Maher, it's Bill Murray, like this idea of the rich and powerful mm-hmm. glomming on to the problem without actually being infected by it, which is a really interesting thing that it yeah. does. So it's it's a very wide-reaching thing that can be used for good or for ill, which is what all horror tropes can, yeah.
1: can be. And- Zombie as. movies tend to go through waves of popularity, and I'm 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 interested to see in a um pandemic or post pandemic world if people are even going to touch zombies. I wouldn't, yeah, but that's me. I kind of
0: hope I kind of hope they don't. Yeah, I'm to okay with not having icky. some
1: zombie stuff for a while and just yeah. <laughs> give it a little bit.
0: Yeah, all that you'll have is running. <laughs> Using the zombie run app. Use
1: the zombies run app. It's If you don't like running, but you like horror and you want to try running, use that app. We're not sponsored but hey, six to start. If you want to sponsor, hit me up.
0: Hashtag not an ad, but hashtag could be an ad. Could be an ad.
1: What are those billboards on the highway? It's like your ad could be here.
0: Your ad could be here. Just email me. Just
1: email us six to start. I love you. Okay. well. Well
0: that that will be it for this episode of the Great American Scream. If you enjoyed Please follow on whatever podcast service you use, rate and review on iTunes or share an episode from Spotify. But the best way to share the show is to tell a friend. Adam, can you pimp our social medias, please?
1: Yes, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Great Scream Pod or on Facebook at The Great American Scream. Um, Let us know what your favorite zombie movies are. Let us know if you consider Fast Zombies to be zombies. And uh, you And you. you can tweet at us or post using the hashtag TGAS. And if there's something that you would like to hear about on the show, let us know because your suggestion could be a future episode.
0: Yeah, special thank you goes out to Michael Sakudo who does the intro for the podcast, and Stevie Viola, who did the music. You can find him on Twitter and YouTube. But that'll be it for us here. I have been Devin Wright. I have Adam O'Connell. And hopefully you have been spooked. Yeah, go out, run from some zombies, but
1: be safe, wear a you, mask.
0: <laughs> run run from zombies safely. Safely if and mask. <laughs> yeah.